Well, hello and welcome to the Port City Students Podcast, episode 12. Uh, I'm Sass here. I'm here with a few friends, and we are recording at Tsunami on our Wilmington campus, and we're having a great conversation tonight about what it means to kind of refocus in your faith. So I'm Sass. I work here at the church, get a chance to work with uh, kind of all of our family ministries, so uh, children's ministry and student ministry and parents and uh, a lot of fun people. And we've got three other people here with me on the podcast today. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves for people who don't know you um, and maybe tell about your favorite pet you've ever had real quick. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Banks. I am the student ministry community and care coordinator, which is a mouthful. Um, but, uh, my favorite pet, I'm not even going to explain what I do. I'm just going to let you wonder. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite pet uh, is a pet I currently have. Her name is Rosie. Um, she's a crazy labradoodle. Uh, she's cute. Yeah, yeah. She's she cute, is. but it's deceiving. She's crazy. Yes, she's I'm really creepy. crazy. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm Courtney, and I am also the student ministry community and care coordinator. Jeff and I have the same job. Um, and favorite pet? I would say I had a cat when I was little, um, whose name was Muffin, that I found underneath a house next door when it was an itty bitty bitty. You kitten. rescued Muffin. Muffin. Nice. Yeah, Wait, I this is like you just went under your neighbor's house? I heard, I heard like a meowing sound, like really a cry. And so I we went into the crawl space and found these kittens. Did you so steal your neighbor's pet? Yeah, no. Geez, yes. the they hell? were abandoned. You stole your neighbor's pet. That's what you did. And we you had two. Them. One was Muffin and one was Spike. So I've one was really sweet and one was salty. I don't know. At some other church, there's someone on stage right now saying, and whenever I was young, I was traumatized because my cat Muffins was stolen yes, from exactly. me. Yes, exactly. Somebody's true. missing their cat Absolutely Muffin. Absolutely not true. So, so anyway. Is, are one of you the assistant to the community care? The me. I'm I don't the know. assistant. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I'm Taylor. I'm the program and events coordinator for our student ministries. Um, and my favorite pet. I have a puppy now named Barrett. Um, and he's pretty cool. He's like, And you actually own him. I own him. Yep. Yeah. I didn't take him from someone. Excuse me. me. I owned um, the kittens. I also own him. a dog. Uh, he's pretty cool. He's a jerk a lot of times. But besides that, he's fun. I'm kind of sad I asked the question now. So <laughs> anyway, so we are recording Fair this not. podcast uh, uh, live at Tsunami. And so uh, I want to, you got to hear from the crowd yeah. just to prove that they're really here. So uh, anybody in the room with us tonight? All right, very awesome. good. So lots of middle school students here tonight. We're super excited to have a good time. And we are in week two of our series talking about refocus, where we are kind of stepping into a new year. We're trying to wrap up that year that is 2020 and really kind of talk about how we can make sure we're going into the new year in a really, really healthy way. And so we're going to really tonight talk about one of the most important things that we can do when it comes to stepping into this new year is to really just spend time in God's presence. And so we're going to talk to these three kind of about they do that. So question number one, and for some of these questions, all three of them are going to answer. Some of the questions, maybe one of them will answer. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. But for question number one, uh, when you were growing up, what did you want to be and why? I wanted to be in the Army um, because I wanted to save the world. So there was that. Nice. Um, I bet you didn't guess that one. I also wanted to be a professional ballet dancer, so there was that too. It's a toss-up. That would have been like an interesting mesh. I know, if right? If you could have done that, right? Yeah, fighter pilot, that was part of it too. I don't know. There's got to be a meme about that somewhere. So mm -hmm. anyway. All about saving the world. All right. Um, so I wanted to be a professional athlete, so soccer or basketball, which 
Obviously, I was gifted athletically with my stature. We can see it, Taylor, yes. right here. Um, so that <laughs> if only our out. audience could see. Um, uh, but my first like realistic thing I wanted to do was to be a youth pastor. So I'm kind of you're there. Victory. I've arrived. Yay! <laughs> Woohoo! He's the only one uh, that has arrived at his dream. Uh, not that I, I loved it. That didn't sound. <laughs> that right. sounded terrible, Jeff. No, I love what I do. I didn't want it. I, this wasn't what I was gunning for when I was a kid. When I was hey, a Jeff, kid. What, what, yeah, what, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I, let me just, I'm deeply satisfied with where I am now. Guys. You don't have to justify <laughs> your, anyway. Um, whenever I was a kid, I wanted to be uh, an astronomer. Uh, I, like, there was something I like to um, ponder and think a lot and ask big questions. And I think whenever I was a kid, and I, I guess still, so that was one of the biggest things you can imagine, right? Like this infinite expanse that we really don't know a lot about and these unanswerable questions and all that had this allure to me that I really wanted to uh, to dive into. So. so you just wanted to step outside and gaze at the stars. Just look at the stars. Nice. I still do it sometimes. Uh, Actually, I just got a telescope for Christmas. Did you? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Jeff Fine. is Dream alive. fulfilled. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so, so that question that I just asked you is a question that often gets asked to people, especially folks kind of who are growing up, like what do you want to be when you grow up and all that kind of stuff. But I want to I ask a, a little bit of a deeper question if I can. So um, when in your life... Did you move from thinking about what you wanted to be when you grew up to thinking about who you wanted to be when you grew up? Because those are two different things, right? So when in your life do you remember uh, doing that and kind of what helped you make that move from, hey, like doing that job is not as important, but I want to be this kind of person? I would say um, I can remember this pretty distinctly because I was in seventh grade, like some of you, and I kind of had a hard circumstance in my life. My grandmother passed away, and it was in that time where I started asking some really hard questions about life, and that was kind of the catalyst for me to start um, kind of trying to understand what was important, and it was through those questions and those thoughts that I realized that there has to be something more important than just what I do. Um, that comes and goes and that changes, but um, something that would last. And because that was one of the questions that I was trying to answer was like what mattered and what lasted and who I'd become was much more important. Would you say it took those circumstances to get you there? Like, would you have gotten Absolutely. to that question at that point no. had those circumstances not hit you? For sure. It okay. was definitely those, those circumstances that were the catalyst. That's kind of what yeah. started that journey for me to think differently about the world and about who I was, um, that I wasn't here to just produce things or do things or, or um, be all about what I could make. It was, yeah. it was much more than that. Yeah. I think that makes sense, too, because, like, Whenever you're in school and stuff, like, you are constantly being asked, like, how do you want to succeed and what do you want to yes. do? You're very, very rarely asked who do you want to become or what type of person do you mm-hmm. want to be. That's right. And there's a distinction there. Not what you can produce, but who you are. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I was a rule follower so for the most part. Like, I did like to instigate my friends to make bad decisions and laugh when they got in trouble. Um, I don't he know if any of you guys that. can relate to that. But there, I remember there was a string of events where... Um, I made some bad choices, and I realized I was kind of caught red-handed. And I remember, like, sitting there and processing this thought of, like, is this who I am? Like, so it changed from these choices I was making to, oh, I did these bad things. Is this really who I am now? Mm-hmm. And, and it kind of prompted that question of maybe I can make choices that 
myself to be the person who I envision myself being. And so it was kind of a, you know, come to Jesus moment. So did you, like when you were asking yourself that question of, oh no, this may be who I am now, did you sort of think, well, if this is who I am now, I can project like where that's going to take me in the future. And did you not want to go there? Absolutely. I, yeah. I was like, it was like a moment of being scared. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, if I can make that choice and I'd pretty much like to follow the rules, like what does that mean for who I really am inside? And I need to figure that out. And I was in middle school when I was getting those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think for me, I really, <clears throat> I didn't start thinking about this till much, much, much later. I bought into this whole idea that what mattered was the grades that you could make or how far you could succeed on a sports team or in a club or whatever, like those things. I, I bought the idea that that was what mattered was performance. Um, and it really didn't matter what you had to do to get there or who you became along the way. It just mattered that you made good grades, that you passed the class, that you brought home a good report card, that you went to college and got a great degree, that you found a good job and made a lot of money. And it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that who you become or who you are becoming matters much, 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 much more than any of that. And I think that's really easy for us all to forget, right? Because that's not what's put in front of your face 24-7. What's put in front of your face is, what do you want to be whenever you grow up? What grades do you make? You got to do better. You got to work harder. You got to go faster. Like, <clears throat> but um, it wasn't until I started walking with Jesus and I started looking at scripture. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like the, none of this is about what you do. Very, very little of it is about what you do. And it's so much more about who you become because God will use you anywhere, right? God will use you in any sports team, God will use you with any grades, not that you shouldn't make good grades, that's important, but like, it is secondary to who you become and who God is, is making you. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so for all of you, um, one of the things that God does, I think, is he reveals to us kind of how he's working in us, so how did, how have you guys seen God um, reveal in you kind of who he's made you to be, kind of through your talents, through your skills, through your gifts, um, how have you kind of been able to step into what he gave you to learn more about who you are? Mine was super practical. Mine was um, on a missions trip, and real, um, we were, like, helping build this, like, hospital um, and doing all this hard work. And then there was a community barbecue one night, um, and we just started playing soccer with a bunch of the kids um, and realized, like, hey, like, God gave me an interest in playing soccer and he gave me love for that and like that was the most impactful thing I did while I was trying to serve others was just go play soccer with a bunch mm -hmm. of kids and I'm um, realizing that like God can use those talents that we all think is you know not as important maybe yeah. it's a sport or maybe it's art or no matter what you love to do God can use those things uh, to show people the love of Jesus and it's a super practical mm -hmm. expression of that no it's great um, you know, for me, I think, uh, I think I started to realize this again. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm a late bloomer here. I'm always like, oh, I didn't realize this till much later in life. Um, but as I, you know, whenever I was, uh, getting into college, I was making really good grades and all of a sudden I'm like, man, I could do anything. Like I, like I, I love school, you know, every, I know that's weird, but I love school. I always say if I could go to school for the rest of my life and get paid for it, I would. Like, I, I love school, and I'm, I do good at school because I love it so much. And um, 
So I thought, like, I was like, oh, I can do, I can do anything. Um, and what I was, again, chiefly concerned with was making a lot of money. Um, so I thought I wanted to become a lawyer, but then this whole time I can feel God tugging me in the other direction. And it just so happened that lots of things that, um, honestly, the context that I started to realize how God was going to use my talents and skills was at Tsunami. It was at Tsunami, like, six, seven years ago, um, I was leading a sixth grade small group um, with your son in it, right? And, um, like, I just loved it. Like, I loved being able to use, um, like, being outgoing and having fun and playing games and all this stuff that, like, didn't feel like work, doesn't feel like work to this day, right? It's just, like, it's just what we get to do and uh, in order to point people to Jesus. And I, like, in this context, um, just saw God developing that in me, um, and eventually, right, just stuck around long enough that um, that now I work here. <laughs> and, and you apparently hate it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so so uh, as we go through life, we get shaped by a lot of different things, but I think we get shaped by a lot of people quite honestly, and, and the people that are closest to us are our family and kind of our friends. So talk a little bit about how, how have you, maybe your family and your friends played a role in shaping how you see yourself, how you see God, and how you see God working in the world? Um, I would say that relationships are one of the clearest places where I feel like you can see God at work in your life. You can hear his voice. Um, I mean, obviously his word is super clear, but I think um, words of a friend are sometimes some of the greatest gifts that God gives us to encourage our hearts in things that um, that he wants to grow in us, really. I This is kind of partnering with the last question, but I remember when I was in college, um, and still to this day, my team will attest to this, I said I was bossy. And um, I'm not bossy. I'm just a leader, right? Yes. But seriously, I used to think that the inclination and the, and the, the, the um, talent, I guess, that I had to actually step in and help people move in a direction was something that was negative. And it was through people around me affirming in me, know that that's helpful. That's actually serving me. Something that was very natural to me um, was kind of, kind of rose up because people were affirming that and saying, I see you in this and it's really helpful. And it's helping me get to know God more, which was something I was really passionate about. So, um, I would say people helped affirm that and said, oh, I see that God's doing this. Um, people have also told me things that I'm doing like slam wrong. You know, they've called me out in things in my character and who I'm becoming that's in a different direction than God's calling me to be. And so that's also really helpful for those who are close to you. I think there's a, a building up um, through affirming you, but also a building up and telling you you're going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's so true, and I know it's been true in my life. I think the one of the biggest things uh, for those of you that are listening, those of you that are in the room, like that, the the classic quote is, "Your friends will determine the quality and direction of your life," and really, the people that you surround yourself with really will influence you and point your life, whether you realize it 
um, or not. And, uh, you know, I've seen that in my life both positively and I've seen it negatively. Um, I've seen myself at times surround myself with people who are toxic and not great and really get drugged down the wrong path for a very long part of my life. And then, I, then coming out of that, the other side of that, was being surrounded by people who love Jesus and love me and, like, were real and honest with me, like what Courtney is saying, and, you know, told me whenever I was messing up. Um, but also loved me at that point, loved me whenever I was down, right? Um, and encouraged me whenever I was going in the right mm -hmm. direction. So I think that your community is huge, and you should surround yourself with people who are headed um, in the same direction that you want to be headed. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't mean that you don't spend time with people who aren't perfect, right? It doesn't mean that you don't spend time with people who aren't headed in a different direction than you. Uh, you just have to be honest uh, about who's influencing who, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm spending time around people who could easily drag me in the wrong direction, I want to know that I'm the one influencing them mm -hmm. and that they're not the ones influencing me. Mm -hmm. And just really quick, one last thought with that is just um, you want to also surround yourself with people who care about who you become, not just the things that you do. Sometimes we have friendships and relationships that are all built around a common thing that we do, whether that's surfing or playing volleyball, whatever it is. Um, but you want to surround yourself around people who actually care about who you become. Yes, you can do things and have commonalities, but that's really important in a, in a real friendship too. Yeah, they don't just like you because you score the points or right. you help the team win. They right. like you because of who you are. Exactly. Yeah, big difference. I would just say it's the number one space for growth that mm -hmm. we get. Like, whether it's your family or your friends, like to really understand who we are and the decisions we make and be challenged and to be stretched and kind of dive into hard things. You have to be in spaces with other people and you have to enter those relationships understanding like there's gonna be challenges and difficulties but through that, I'm gonna learn a whole lot about me and a whole lot about other people. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so obviously in this series, we're trying to help people refocus and help people step into their own relationship with God. And so why don't the three of you really quickly talk about, like, what is the process that you go through, either kind of here at the end of the year and in the, in the beginning of the year, uh, or uh, like maybe even a, a, a normal daily, weekly, whatever process you go through to help make sure that you're in God's presence and that he is at the center of who you are and that you can kind of keep your eyes focused on him. What does that look like practically for each one of you? Yeah, so I, I know for me, I kind of, I think the way that, that you interact with God can definitely be shaped by who you are. Um, and for me, and the way that, that you are refocused in that, right? And for me, like, I love people. Um, I love talking. I love spending time with people. I love asking questions. So I find myself doing that same thing a lot with God. Um, prayer is really important in my life. Um, and whenever I say prayer, I mean literally talking to God like I'm talking to you right now. Um, that is a... a all day, every day thing for me, um, and whether it's just as I go throughout my day or I'm spending time sitting down to intentionally pray for friends or just to tell God about my day and spend time with God like I would a friend. Um, that, that is a really big part of refocusing for me. Um, and the other side of that is I'm a studier. Um, like I said, I love, I love school and I love learning and I love studying things. So I'll, uh, 
I, I can tell people are like, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, there's some people out there that I'm sure are yeah, resonating yeah. with you. But um, so I love to I love to sit down and study scripture and read about the historical context and who wrote it and where it came from and the original language and all that stuff. But really, um, just because the reason why I love that is because it leaves me in awe. Like it leaves me like, oh my gosh, God is so incredible and huge and amazing. Um, and I love learning about that. So um, those are the two main things I'd say. Talking and, and reading, studying. I could go quick. Um, for me, it is, so, sorry, I just completely lost my train of thought, so you go. Well, that was really quick. Yeah, that was so quick, like no, lightning I, I got fast. It, I got it, I got it. <laughs> um, for me, it's a, it's a daily refocus, because my tendency is so easily to cling to things around me that I can see and that I enjoy, and, and I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. Like, it's just distraction after distraction after distraction. If I don't intentionally focus on God at some point early in the day, like that day's gone um, because I'm just so uh, into whatever it is I'm doing or busy or whatever that is. So it's a daily thing, um, whether it's a reminder or someone around me um, pushing me to, hey, you know, have you spent time with God or uh, how is God talking to you today? And I would agree with both of you, actually. And for me personally, that's, I would say, everything that you said is a part of the process for me as well. Um, I think in order um, to become the person that Jesus is calling us to be, we have to be in his presence. And so remembering that is a part of that. Um, so his being informed by God's word, like actually like getting to know who God is through his word is hugely important in that. Um, one thing that I love that nobody mentioned is um, I like to write too. Um, I like to write about what I read. That helps me to process and to kind of have a pulse on what's going on in my heart. Um, you would say journaling maybe. Sometimes it's writing about um, how I feel about things, but it's also writing to God in those things. It's not just um, really keeping like a chronological book of events. It is about kind of what's going on inside of me. So that's something that's really helpful to me, um, especially as I'm reading scripture. Um, one other thing is worship for me is I love, um, turning on worship music because it helps me connect to God's word in a different way. Um, and so to just listen and let me be reminded of the truth that being in his presence is the place that I become who he's calling me to be. So it like sings it over me. Yeah. And you're actually a really good singer too. Would you sing for us now? You are lying, straight up lying in church, dude. <laughs> Just saying. So I'm going to move us on to our last question. Um, and it revolves around the, the refocus retreat that we did and something that we do here at our church every year. It's a thing called My One Word. And if you don't know what that is, basically, you know, when you get to the end of the year, a lot of people always do New Year's resolutions and you pick five things that you're going to do better at and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, week and a half in, you're never doing that anymore. And so My One Word is a different way to step into the new year. And it's an opportunity to pick one word that you're going to use for the entire year. And you're going to kind of use that word as a lens, if you will, through which God can speak to you throughout the whole year. So the end of the refocus retreat uh, gives you an opportunity to kind of do that and pick a word for the year. And anybody who's listening who hasn't done that yet, I'd highly encourage you to do that. Is just think through and pray through. If you're not going to do the full retreat, just think through and pray through what God's speaking to you. Uh, for a word for the year. And so, all three of you, uh, have you picked a word for 2021? 
and what is it, and is there a scripture attached to it, or just tell us a little bit about your word, and then we'll wrap up. All right, so this year my word is no, as in K-N-O-W. No. Not it's not no. like you're telling your kids no, 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 no. no, no. no. Yeah. Tell the dog no. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Um, and the idea behind that word is just the idea of trying to get to know the people God has placed in my life better. And at a level that's not just surface level. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's someone that's in proximity to me, I think God put them there. And so if I don't take time to get to know who you are, then I might be missing something God has called me to step into. So I want to get to know all of you better. So I love that. That's mm -hmm. so cool. I don't have a word yet. It's okay. Yeah. I'm in the midst of my personal retreat stu still. I am a slow processor for all of you in the room who it takes a really long time to think through things. You're in good company, I think. You are. Could it you, be you bossy? Are. They are. <laughs> yeah. Bossy. Yeah, so, so, Courtney, do you, like, are you close, do you think, to picking a word? I'm not like, going to try to reel it out of you, but... Um, I'm not super close. I've actually been thinking a lot about my last year's words still, to be honest, which was unveiled, um, and just about seeing God for who he is and seeing myself as he's made me to be was kind of why I chose that word and all the implications of that. So I'm still kind of in process with that not yet able to move to which the next is word. incredibly healthy i mean the whole point of this is not that you got to pick a word now the point of it that you're you're growing in your spiritual formation and if you got to spend another 6 months with unveiled that's fine thanks slacker. you're welcome thanks. so slacker. anyway jeffrey you got a word slacker that's my word i'm just going to do nothing all year i'm just kidding okay <laughs> if anybody would like to have Give Jeff's job. We're taking <laughs> <No>. applications. <laughs> anyway. Um, my, my one word, um, I, I have not chosen an exact one word yet, um, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be somewhere in the, in the ballpark of like awe um, or wonder. Like A-W-E. Like, as in A-W-E, right? Yeah, like not like awe. Oh, Taylor's got a puppy. Correct. Yeah. But like awe. Like, to be in awe of something, to be to, like, wonder and marvel at something, um, which, you know, I, I talked about that earlier with just the stars and everything, but, um, and, and God, but get, being at a place, like, being able to, um, being able to go to places, like, I'll go through these intense study sessions about God, and then I'll just, like, stop for a really long time and think that I know everything. Um, and if you've ever gotten an <laughs> argument with me, you know that's a really bad trait of mine is I think I know everything. Um, but getting back to a place where I'm like diving into the place of God that I don't understand mm -hmm. and that I don't get and that are so big that I'll, I'll never understand and will never comprehend. And I think there's so much about God that that is true for um, that I just want to I want to go there all year and, and focus on that all year. Yeah, that's uh, great. If you guys, by the way, if you heard Sass talk about the refocus retreat and you want to take it, whether you're listening online or you're in the room, um, you can find it online. Um, we have booklets as well. If you're around our church, you can come pick one up. But if you're listening, um, you can find it online at pc3wilmington.org forward slash refocus retreat. Um, so you can find it online. You can print it off or, or just do it straight off of your computer. 
Yeah, thanks to you three for sharing. And actually, this particular style of the Port City Students podcast is odd. Normally, what we do on the podcast is we interview students. I mean, it really is designed to be a voice for students. And so if you want to go find it on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you're in the room or if you're listening, make sure you've listened to all of our episodes. We've interviewed middle school students and high school students and college students uh, just as an opportunity to share a little bit about what God's doing in your life. And so um, hopefully this has been a helpful podcast to listen to today. And I think that like Jeff, you're a podcast professional where you used to be. Aren't we supposed to say like five-star ratings and yeah, if you're listening leave, on iTunes, a review leave a review and leave a review. Yeah. On iTunes, five okay. stars only. Five stars only share with your friends. Anyway. Hey, thanks for listening to episode 12, of the Port City Students podcast. And uh, next time, I know this for sure. Next time, we are going to be hearing from some students who are going to be, we're going to be having this same conversation. And so we hope you'll join us again next time on the Port City Students podcast. Thanks. Good job, guys. Fun. That was really fun.